0: A hey. won't you sing with me
1: that was the abc's a song that reminds many of us of childhood memories long forgotten one alphabet taken for granted my name is Catherine chapman you're listening to swigcast a podcast by the daily swig memory repetition annoying songs that won't get out of your head What does it mean to learn and how can we take those skills and apply them to a young and fast-moving industry like information security? A sector that, headlines tell us, is facing an all-encompassing skills gap. Well, that's what we're tackling in this episode with an interview with Daniel Dresner, the current academic cybersecurity lead at the University of Manchester and director and co-founder of IASME, an accreditation body ensuring SME compliance through the UK's Cyber Essential Scheme. Let's meet Daniel.
0: Uh, I am at the University of Manchester. I am the Department of Computer Sciences first teaching professor and I get the cool title of Professor of Cybersecurity and essentially I've arrived here after working oh well I, I suppose I started off in road traffic systems. Uh, moved on to defence trainers for a firm called Ferranti, which again, because of my age and other people's age being a bit younger, uh, a lot of people have never heard of, um, but I suppose the bit in the middle was the most eclectic because I spent over 20 years at the National Computing Centre, which was a great organisation dealing with all sorts of other people um, who had challenges and wanted to do the best thing in the use of, uh, in the use of computers. Uh, and as a result of which, I eventually got into what we now call cybersecurity. took some National Computing Center activity into the university to start teaching. So when the National Computing Center itself finally closed, um, the university decided whether I was a, a critical success factor or a single point of failure and gave me a job.
1: Well, and the rest is history, I guess.
0: Uh, I hope I'm not history.
1: <laughs> well, I think um, it's difficult to to use that word in in something so relatively new as cybersecurity. When did when did that first come about? The idea of cybersecurity as an education, because you said you said uh, this is something that we've referred to it today
0: as. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Well. My relationship with the university started while I was at NCC, uh, as I said, and I used to go to an industrial liaison panel. Uh, it was a once-a-year thing, and they'd get uh, the great and the possibly good uh, ask in from industry and say, well, what should we be teaching? And I was a bit of a one-stop shop, sort of one horse, whatever, it, whatever the phrase is, and I used to go and... Um, metaphorically at least bang the table and say where you know where is security on the syllabus and they'd you know, go through a few pages and say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's the, the third Tuesday afternoon in October between three and a quarter past. So I can't, used to started coming in a few um, a, a few weeks a year to teach a module in what we then call computer security that became computer and network security uh, until a few years ago. I said, come on, let's stop avoiding the C word, which I actually like quite a lot, as long as you associate it with cybernetics and not novels of drug Old hallucinogens um, and uh, call it cybersecurity.
1: Why was it so difficult then? I mean, I mean, funding in general is difficult to get, but why was it so? Why did you have to keep banging on that table to get people? Just because it wasn't as prevalent in in daily lives, because people view it as an academic subject, or
0: no, no, no. I I I think it's just the way that universities work. Uh, there's a lovely film, a uh, very sad film, uh, it's actually about a school, so it's not about universities, but it says a lot about academia, and it says about a lot about how some people really specialise. The title of the film, I uh, hope you're sitting down, is called The Effect of Gamma Rays on Man in the Moon Marigolds, but it so sums up w- what happens a lot in academia, and, and it's, I mean it's very important. People do need to specialise, uh, and it's oft, often they're spending so much time specialising, and they don't really necessarily make the connections now. Cybersecurity, you know, touches everything. You know, as Shakespeare might have said, you know, there are some pure cybersecurity issues. There is a security patch in a piece of software, and you've got to write some code to sort it out, or put some controls around it to stop bad stuff happening. Um, then there are other things where you need to be aware of cybersecurity. So if you're you you are not a cybersecurity expert, uh, you're a medical expert, you're an electronic expert, whatever it is, and you're building a pacemaker, you need to be sure that when that is interconnected or whatever it is you, uh, you do to make it kind of like remotely controlled so you don't have to um, cut someone open every time you want to make those adjustments, then you need to be aware. And the final thing Shakespeare might have said, of course, is that there are some areas... Where uh, which will have um, sort of cybersecurity kind of thrust upon them, and, and provide us with kind of analogies for how cybersecurity actually uh, actually works. So we can kind of pick up ideas kind of from nature. And I think one of the big things that w- we are doing at Manchester, uh, and I'm really thrilled about it, is actually our. Digital trust and I can't say that I said the word digital without sounding drunk. That's amazing. Our digital trust and security program is not led by the Department of Computer Science. It's led by our, um, our social science department or our School of Social Science. Um, we have a professor of uh, Emma Barrett, who is professor of psychology, uh, security uh, and trust and uh, people, you know and the computer scientists uh, and the engineers uh, and the criminologists uh, we all and, and all of these dis- forensic linguists you know we all sit around the table and work on this problem as a whole
1: i tend to agree that it's good to have so many different people at these tables to discuss some of these really complex problems but it also seems like the university ecosystem is a better way to do it more successful even than in in the real world would you say that that's true uh
0: well yeah because obviously in the real world you've got lots of people pushing for all kinds of different objectives trying to fight their own corner uh and in the university you've got all of these different disciplines uh, who have that overall, uh, you know, research and education uh, mandate, uh, and so you know, when the opportunities for collaboration uh, occur, um, then yeah, that's great. And the job that they gave me was to be the facilitator, kind of to run around, try to join some of those dots, uh, which is which is which is really exciting. And and it really is a case of remembering that it's more about STEAM than about STEM. So
1: some people would say that when I get into conversations about education, they would still go back to this idea that academia and information security, the, the industry, the two, the two areas just are incongruent with each other. But how, how do you get someone who's interested in becoming working in information security to realize that ed, higher education is important?
0: Uh, Well, I think HE is important. There are lots of uh, other routes. And I think that's one of the important things is, you know, realizing that you can't, you know, you you can't um, squeeze the wrong person into the wrong role or the wrong form of education. So you've got to look at the whole portfolio of education. Um, But also, I think the very important thing is uh, enabling people to learn how to learn. I think one of the arguments we have, and this probably goes back all to those industrial liaison days, is the people who, are you know, from the business and industry side of stuff, who look at the problem and say, "Well, the problem with universities is that they give us, they give us students, or try to give us students, and we can't, we, can, we can't use them." Now, that actually, to me, uh, is a characteristic of the whole. What we call, you know, the cyber security skills gap that people go go on, and there's not much as people want. The people in industry, people in industry, government, uh, all of those different areas uh, are looking for people perfectly formed to hit the ground running, and they don't see the value. Uh, in people who have learned how to learn and maybe can't deal with all of the problems that they want them to deal with at that time, but are are willing then to, uh, you know, to pick things up and essentially craft the jobs around them. And I think that we need a much more kind of mutual engagement on, on that side of stuff.
1: Just to go back, what are the basics? So what, what to you, what does learning the basics mean for someone, a, a young student professional, to go off and um, start, a, start a career and learn as they go.
0: Uh, well, I, I suppose the very fundamental, the, the very fundamental thing is that it never comes down to you know there's, it never comes down to one problem. We have this awful pendulum that seems to swing towards fashion of saying, oh yes, we need some fancy tech to oh no, it's not tech, it's the people, etc., etc. And you know the number of times that I've heard over the years, and I'm sure everybody heard of, oh yes, well we'd have a great system if it wasn't for the users, is just a stupid thing to say because of course users are all part of the system. So our governance of how we actually design and build systems uh, or uh, cope with the systems that haven't been built and, and designed uh, just you know, has not been a very sensible way to go to, to do things. So a few years ago, myself and uh, uh, Nira Jones, who I think was at uh, Barclaycard at the time, uh, came up with uh, our, what we call our three laws of information and cybersecurity. The core of which is, you know, whatever you're working on, whatever system, and I just use system from the widest sense of the word, which is why it's re- important to remember cybernetics as opposed to just uh, kind of, you know, cyber and cyber security. Um, is it has to operate, you know. It, it has to open that valve to let, you know, to let the chemicals mix. Uh, it has to make sure that the, you know, the lights are on, the traffic lights are changing, uh, that the pensions are being calculated, that the wages are going into our bank accounts. Uh, if these systems aren't operating, uh, then then what are they? So, you know, that that is the meat of any system. Uh, what you need then is you know, is is the bread around it. And on one side, you've got you've got the protection methods, and yeah, you know, that's just kind of that's just detail. Go out and learn it. Understand the, understand the risks uh, and put the right measures in place. Um, but I, I think one of the things that we've uh, you know we've all learnt over the years is that you know there will be failures all the time. Um, you know this is not a total breakdown of security. You know you know the world the world has not ended. Uh, so we need some degree of self preservation built into our system part of which uh, is the you know the technical ability for systems to be able to cope and react to a, um, to attack but also for the people as well to be able to cope and 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 react to a, to attack rather than sitting there like a proverbial rabbit in the headlights not knowing what to do or making the wrong decisions
1: so i mean that's a lot that's a lot for students to learn for a for a year three year course it's a lot it's a lot to pack in would you say
0: no no just remember to you know protect operate and self preserve the rest of the rest is detail you know, I, I can tell them i can tell them what to do in 10 minutes then then they can go and learn the kind of detail that, that you know that they want to you know, it's a collective effort
1: so, so do you think that this whole idea of the skills gap is it
0: misunderstood oh, absolutely you know, absolutely i don't think that we are very good at realizing the kind of the agility that we that we need to foster uh, the kind of agility, of course that the criminals and uh, all the other bad people who want to do bad things to our systems uh, really have no truck with they don't they don't mind. they'll go and have a go um, with you know with, with, you know by whatever means you know the, they they have they have two they have two objectives don't they to, you, know, to, you know to get the money uh, or, or cause damage uh, and of course the other objective is not is, uh, is is not getting caught everything is detailed. so they've got their basic principles we need to remember our basic principles uh, and remember that there are some people who you know for whom universities uh, of all of all shades will be absolutely the right environment f- uh, for them uh, and also that there will be people who really you know we'll find ways of nurturing and bringing out their skills uh, in other ways and we all have some part to play in the you know in the great cyber security um, well, I don't know. Cloud, so I was going to say cloud there, but that would have other connotations because uh, there's you know there's people building products which you know they should build them so that I don't have to worry about certain security things. But at the same you know at the, you know, at the same time uh, I've got I've got responsibilities. Um, maybe I don't have the wherewithal to enact all my responsibilities, so perhaps I need support elsewhere. So there's a whole ecosystem that I think we need to remember, uh, and some of that will mean doing exams and taking tests uh, and the like. Like and being able show, to, to show certificates,
1: cybersecurity certifications. What do you yes. think about, about them? Um, and I guess their necessity. Whether education, higher education, prepares students for that, or kind of, what's your take on the certification process?
0: Oh, uh, what she said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it is, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a simple thing um uh, they're a little bit like standards isn't it so the nice thing about standards as somebody once said is that there are so many out there and so it is with certifications um, I think one of the problems we have actually with certifications, uh, is that people see it a little bit, li- a little, a little bit like the driving license, a little bit like the driving license in as much as, um, people want to see my driving license maybe before they'll lend me the car, or it might be a, an insurance certificate. Uh, so they know, um, to coin a phrase that their backside is covered, uh, you know, you Coming from an old-fashioned school, where uh, you had to stand outside the headmaster's study uh, and get a wallop if you'd be naughty. Therefore, you know you'd find something which could go, <laughs> you know. So yeah, corporal punishment and all of that kind of stuff. But people are looking for them, I think, for the for, uh, and using them in the wrong way. Quite often, it's, uh, it's kind of in agreement cahoots too much with the. Um, what do you call it the, with, with the HR with, with the HR department? Because it's it, you know it, it's an easy win. What do you know? Okay, tickety box. You've got that certificate. Therefore, you know. Now, I think current certifications aren't wide enough. Uh, that you know what we need are some more basic level stuff, which just give people kind of some you know kind of some sort of confidence um and i think we need confidence to look at people and not reject them just because they haven't got a certificate we need to find ways of getting to understand what skills they have uh, kind of you know, what can we actually what can we actually bring out uh, bring out of them and maybe you know maybe point them towards certifications uh, um late, later on i think it brings up a point of diversity
1: so i wonder if you could talk a bit about how the difficulties of sort of getting different, all these different types of humanity within cybersecurity. And I think also you have um, training that you, that you do focused on um, um, neurodiversity.
0: Yeah. Oh, diversity of all sorts is, I mean, when you see it, it really is beautiful to behold. I was just tweeting some pictures from some of our student classes in the in the university uh, in terms of you know culture, uh, country, gender diversity, you know, the the classes, when you see them working together, uh, and they always start, oh, why do we have to work in groups? And then, you know, then a good deal of them by the end of the course, oh, right, now we get it. Um, But one of the issues, um, now, there's an organization called uh, called IASME, uh, 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 basically Information Assurance for SMEs, uh, which came about as a result of some research work I did with the University of Worcester. Over ten years ago, now we got some government funding, and we realised that small organisations haven't got the resources. So, what can they do about cyber security? Uh, And around that has grown some good practices. And actually, from the first of April, we are going to be uh, the National Cyber Security Centre's partner uh, for delivering the Cyber Essentials scheme. Now, alongside that, being a small company, uh, you you know, with where you don't. Get the corporate structures. We've been able to really focus on people, and alongside the uh, com- the company, we've got the the UK the UK Cybersecurity Forum, and we. Raised. This is through uh, someone called Dr. Emma Philpott. If you haven't had her on, get her on. She is absolutely amazing, and uh, she realised that we've, you know, there is a, as a lot of people have done, the people who are neurodiverse, you know, uh, the Aspergers part of the autistic spectrum, uh, have a lot of talents. Which can be you know, harnessed and applied in cybersecurity. Uh, you know, people get good cybersecurity services; uh, they get something worthwhile to do. Um, but this is not this is not just a case of plonking somebody in a chair, giving them a computer, and saying, "You know, use you know use use your superpowers." Uh, you know, there's a whole supported network which is actually re- actually required uh, to enable these people. So we started up a, a pipeline whereby uh, we run a, a training scheme um, and the uh, criteria for getting on the training scheme you essentially have to be neurodiverse and unemployed so we've had uh, i think from seven the, the age range from 17 to 49 um, and then we've created a working environment uh, in our headquarters uh, in, in Worcestershire, uh, whereby these people can work in the kind of environment uh, which actually suits them. And that is not just a, a one off. I mean, you know, it, you know, um, People say all kinds of silly things ab- about the spectrum. Uh, and so there can be a whole package of. Of measures uh, required to make sure that that person is as comfortable as work as uh, as a neurotypical person might be. Uh, so we've created that um, that supportive environment where not only that can that they work in a security operations centre, um, but other uh, organisations. Can hire their services for their own cyber, for their own security operations center. Um, uh, they stay with us. We've got all the support mechanisms. Uh, they get the they they get the work and effort, and it's mutually beneficial for everyone. And it's you know it's it's extreme it's extremely re- rewarding um, to be able to provide something with that level of inclusivity.
1: Well, thanks so much, Daniel, for having that chat I think that we could have gone on and gotten way outside education but we both seem to be the type of people who realize how it's all related in some sometimes very messy ecosystem
0: it is it is we just need to keep recruiting new souls to the faith ABC